Good morning, Sheila. How are you this morning? Good morning, Wayne. I am great. How about yourself today? Wow, I'm doing well. Wow, you sound different today. Are you remote? I do. I am. Not only am I remote, but I am in my car. <laughs> uh, my husband is has a conference, and the hotel is quite loud, so this is where I found the quietest spot. Excellent, excellent. Golly, this is cool. So we... The the podcast must go on, right? It must go on, and I am literally on the road, although I am not driving. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> and welcome, everyone, to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we explore the fascinating world of verbs and their impact on our daily lives. Join us each week as we delve into the different ways verbs shape our language and influence our, inter our interactions as we attempt to make a positive difference in the world one verb at a time. I always want to say one verb at a time with you at the end, but it would be distracting, I think. Oh, I don't think so. I think we should try okay. it next time. All right, okay. we will. Okay. <laughs> All right. And Sheila, what is our verb for today? Today's verb is to justify. And I've got the first couple definitions. You always have more. So I'll say to prove or show to be just, right, or reasonable. The second okay. one is to show to have ha had a significant legal reason. Ah. And number three is to judge, regard, or treat as righteous and worthy of salvation. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yay. Okay. And I have to give or to be a good reason for. Mm, okay. To show that something is reasonable, right, or true. Mm -hmm. To space lines of text we're talking about, so that the uh, lines come out even at the margin. <laughs> okay. To make even by spacing lines of text. And as you said, to show a sufficient lawful reason for an act done. Okay. My last two, to defend or uphold as warranted or well-grounded. Mm-hmm. And my last one, to justify a decision, action, or idea means to show or prove that it is reasonable or necessary. Okay. And I liked all of those. And, and when we pulled this verb out of mm -hmm. my trusty little gelato jar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. There is no more gelato in it. It was clean before you put all the verbs in there. Okay, have you seen my jar? <laughs> okay, maybe not, maybe not. Moving on. You're right, it is clean, you're right. <laughs> yes, and when I pulled that word out of there, yeah. it was, I was so excited. I'm like, wow, justify, what a great word. I uh -huh. love it. Uh-huh. And then I started doing research, and oh my goodness, <laughs> I was inundated with stuff that wasn't so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find yourself going down a philosophical trail? And a English <laughs> composition trail oh. because there was a lot of justify, right, justify, left, justify, justify. Oh. and I'm thinking, come on! And then, and then, it was mm -hmm. the racehorse. Oh my goodness! Oh yes, what yes. Did the yeah. <laughs> although, although he was not a verb, he was not a was, verb. That was the what noun. Was, what was done to it him? Was, was a verb. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a proper noun, right? Yes. Right, right, right. That was his name. But yes, right, so, right, right. yes. So, and, and what did you find when you were looking for justify? I did. Um, I started out with a quote, which uh, oh. 
was attributed back to Niccolo Machiavelli, although the concept went even further back to a, a, a philosopher named Ovid in 25 to 2 BC. In a, that's when he lived, but he wrote a poem. Okay. Uh, but basically, the end justifies the means. And, uh -huh. um, and so everybody's been talking about that since then, <laughs> every philosopher. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, uh, if you want, I can start down that path. It's, it's a, it's a, um, ooh, deep thinking path. Okay, please do. However, yes, let, let me start off with a trivia question. Please do. Yes. All right. I have a trivia question that we will answer at the end of the show. And this one was justifying a procedure. Ha, and let me let me read the question to you. Oh. Who was the first doctor to perform successfully at that time the unprecedented open heart surgery Ooh. in 1893? Wow. On a still beating heart during an Ooh. emergency procedure. Wow. So who was the first doc doctor to do that successfully? And I'll okay. let you know at the end of the show. All right. So please go ahead. Well, so we got Machiavelli saying, do the ends justify the means? And I said, well, what exactly? I mean, the end justifies the means. What exactly does that mean? I thought. Okay. So basically it's wrong or unfair methods may be used if the overall goal is good. So I thought, mm. well, okay. And then there's another, um, another way of saying that. And I circled that on my page here, but gosh, there's so many people who talk about it. So an, an, another way of saying it is, is the greater good served by, is what you do, here it is, here it is. Do you believe you must do whatever you can in order to get the results that you believe will ultimately bring about the most good, even if other people may get hurt along the way? Okay. So, so. Um, and people are saying if the end does not, uh, so Edward Abbey, if the end does not justify the means, what does? Leon Trotsky said the end may justify the means as long as there is something that justifies the end. Nick Harkaway says the end doesn't justify anything because all we ever live with is the means. So <laughs> Julie Tamar said people will justify whatever for a good cause. So I looked up ethicssage.com who questioned, uh, is lying ever ethically correct? Mm. Uh, he also, he or she also said on that page, uh, destiny tells us what we are to the world, but the journey tells who we are. Ooh. So I thought, so I was looking up, and I'm not going to ask you if you've ever told a white lie, um, but I was thinking, is lying ever ethically correct? And so they gave some examples that are kind of tricky, like, do you tell a white lie to protect somebody's feelings? Mm. Um, have you ever lied on a resume or embellished on a resume? Mm. Mm. Um, do politicians ever lie during an election cycle? I think we know <laughs> the answer to that one right off the top. Wow, I watched that last night. <laughs> <laughs> we live in interesting times is all I'm going to say. Um, yes. If a, say, a, a foot, a soccer player or football player, depending on where you are in the, in the, in the world, um, if they exaggerate an injury, is that ethically wrong? 
all the time. Um, they, it's, it's like they're trying to win an Oscar. They're falling to the ground <laughs> with these contorted know, faces and, oh, they're in such pain and agony. <laughs> and then 30 seconds later, they're up running around like nothing ever happened. <laughs> Fred and I were at a restaurant last night and there was a 17-month-old child there and he was just adorable. And I knew we were going to have a really fun dinner because of it but he was rather dramatic and everything was either fabulously wonderful or terribly awful <laughs> okay, okay have you ever told small white lies to impress a date a first date Ooh. and have you ever when walking out the door had your spouse say how do i look and you have said wonderful you look great <laughs> <laughs> even if that wasn't the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So, uh, so anyway, it's a tricky, it's a tricky area because where do you draw the line between saving someone's feelings and, and lying? So, uh, another ultimate question then to conclude this is don't ask whether you are proud of what you have achieved, ask whether you are proud of how you achieved it. Ah, I like so. that. Yes. Okay. Wow. Those, those are all good questions. And you know what? That that begs for another podcast. I just on that yeah. deep thought that you presented there, the little white lies. I wow. Right, I wonder how many, right. I wonder how many of us have done that. I would say and, everybody at one point or another has done that. And it's interesting that you talked about Machiavelli. I talked about Machiavelli oh. um last week. I did a yeah. I did a, a leadership development session last week. Oh. And I talked about Machiavelli. I like Machiavelli. A lot of individuals say that Machiavelli, I'm sure we've all heard, oh, you have a Machiavellian attitude. Right? Yes, yes, and which they, suggests that you have a, a harsh attitude of taking advantage of people or something like that. Exactly, like you're manipulative. And yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think Machiavelli sometimes is misunderstood mm -hmm. because when he wrote The Prince, which That's was, where this quote came from, yeah. Okay. As he wrote the prince, he was writing it for a prince so that the prince knew how to encounter or engage with his servants, if you will, mm -hmm. um, or his, um, yeah, his, his, his people, his populace. And okay. what Machiavelli tried to suggest to the prince was, and, and I'll cut this short because this, this is justified, but we got to get mm -hmm. to the rest of justify. Right. He said, right. He he taught the prince that it's better to have his subjects. That's the word I was looking for. His okay. subjects fear him as opposed to hate him. Mm. He he said if people fear you, they will stand in line. They will get in line. They will do what you want. They won't like it, but they will do what you want for fear of repercussions or fear of consequences if you don't pay your taxes or give your crops to whomever. He mm. said, but if you if you do things that make people hate you, mm -hmm. they will come get you. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the ah. end justifying the means, I'm I'm here to mm. tell you, but... That's what Machiavelli taught me. He said, I, you should have your subjects fear you, um, but not hate a you. A little bit. A li fear, fear you a little bit, but not hate a, you. Right, exactly. right, right, yes. right, right. Oh, interesting. So, I, yeah, I, I thought that was very, very cool. Anyway, yeah. um, in today's world, we justify many things, don't we? Yes, we do. Like you just said, you're justifying sitting in your car because the hotel <laughs> that you're staying at is loud because the maids right. are in cleaning and there's hustle and bustle up the so yeah housekeeping right we justify the need for a new car Ooh, i should i i need a new car because of whatever buying a new home 
going to mm-hmm. college, changing mm-hmm. jobs, mm-hmm. making the decision to offer a new product. Ooh, mm. okay. And how many, you know, when is the next um, iPhone coming out? Is it going to be iPhone 75? I, I can't keep up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Making the decision to hire new staff, making the decision to terminate a partnership, and the list goes on. It's just, uh, we are inundated with, again, decisions. And what did they mm-hmm. say? We make uh, X amount, 35,000 decision, decisions a day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my my brain would hurt. I, I I don't know. I can't fathom that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I found two articles. One was written by Samuel Bacharach, and he mm-hmm. talks about four ways to justify a good idea. And I thought, ha, huh, okay, this is this is fresh. This is not stale from the things that I'm looking at on here talking about right justify, left justify, and who won the previous. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Um, he says the first thing you need to do, and we've all heard the term, follow the money. Yes. He says, number one, the best way to justify a new idea is by rash, the rational scenario to look at the numbers. And and again, mm-hmm. it's, it's following the numbers, following the money, um, and seeing what those numbers present, seeing what the analytics yeah. say. Yeah, I, uh, I I saw justifying expenses and other business applications for the word. But go ahead, sorry. No, no, not not at all. And and I and as I'm watching, I I, I love American football. I like soccer too. I like football, mm-hmm. but I like mm-hmm. so I like football and football. Okay, <laughs> but, good. <laughs> and now I'm not sure if you've seen many football games now, but many of the games, the announcers, the MCs, will talk about. Well, it's fourth and two, and the analytics say in this situation, they should go. And I'm thinking, come on, I don't want to hear numbers. This is football. I want to see smash and go get them. (laughs) Football is about heart and and history uh, uh, with the players against each other, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And running over people. Yes, I don't want want them to say between every play, wait, let's look at the statistics. What do the analytics say? Uh Oh. And and snugly fitting uniforms. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Number two, (laughs) I digress. (laughs) Number two is mimicking scenarios. So everyone else is doing it. And my uh, a friend of mine always said, as we were writing things, articles, books, whatever, she always said, her mother always says, okay, if everybody else is jumping off that yeah. cliff. <laughs> so when I saw everyone else is doing it, I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not sure if that's such a good idea to... <laughs> to- well, I'm proud of you that you internalized that because I did not. <laughs> <laughs> My my thought was everybody else is jumping off the bridge. Would you? I think. Well, probably I would. You know. I, you know. It looks like fun. <laughs> it must be at least Everybody's one time. Doing it. Right. Right. Yes. He said number three was the regulation scenario. They made me do it. Oh right. Right. I'm following the. They made me. They told me to. I made mm-hmm. me do it. Yep. I, yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> thinking okay all right let's see they made me jump off that bridge so oh, n- never mind <laughs> number <laughs> number four standard scenario people expect it of us mm. i like now i liked all of these but i like this one particularly the best okay. 
because people expect it out of us. And again, I'm going to go to I'm I'm going to go to sports and I'm going to go to businesses okay. and I'm going to I mean yeah. Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. you know, people expected him to come out with that creativity, those things that um just no other no other person really kind of thought right. of. Right. There's some you know? pressure to that, yeah. Absolutely. And athletics, people expect pros to make the great plays, do the mm -hmm. you know, the one-handed catches of the football or, you mm -hmm. know, belting a home run and having the center fielder right. jump high into the air, reach over that wall and snake uh, yeah. that home run out of, the, out of the history books there <laughs> or right. off the analytic page, if you will. <laughs> Gosh, yes. So anyway, so that's what, that's what Samuel Bacharach said, that the four ways to justify a good idea. And I'll go over them real quick because I know I, okay. I really, but, and again, number one, look at the numbers. Number two, everyone is doing it. Number three, they made us do it. And four, people expect it of us. So we expect great things out of people, good people, right? Right, yes. right, right. Okay. But and these also are excuses that children use to their parents. <laughs> oh, are they? Are they? Oh, oh, I can see the one. Yeah, they made me do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. How about you? Where did you go next? Well, I next went into, ironically, uh, in, the, in, in the state of Indiana, the law of homicide, specifically the appendance in the coroner's training book, <laughs> which talks about... <laughs> justified homicide or justifiable homicide, I'll say here. And they said there are three kinds of homicide. The first is justifiable, which means, say, uh, in war, a soldier killing another soldier, say, a mm. condemned prisoner being put to death, or I'm assuming that uh, an individual who is being attacked would, and defending themselves would be in that category. Um, excusable homicide, which I had never heard of before, which is, say, two professional boxers in the ring and one of them is killed in the process of the fight. That's uh, not certainly done on purpose or with intention, but that's excusable. Or say you're driving your car legally in every way, paying close attention to what's going on, but a, a, a child darts out between two mm. cars. Mm. A terrible situation, but an excusable homicide because you're not being negligent in the driving or you hear terrible stories where a young child playing with a gun sets mm. it off and and, mm. uh, and a person is shot. And then the third kind is criminal homicide, which is an intentional killing or an accident based on criminally negligent behavior. And that would be where if you're driving and you're not paying attention and a pedestrian's in front of you and you hit, hit them. So um, moving on to that, I moved into, uh, I looked for, I love statistics, as you know. So I <laughs> yes. found the statistics for the number of justifiable homicides by law enforcement officers and compared to private citizens, justifiable homicides by private citizens in the United States from 2007 to 2022. And in this case, they're identifying a justifiable homicide as the killing of a felon during the commission of a felony. So in 2007, there were st statistically significantly more police justifiable homicides than citizen justifiable hom homicides. Mm. This is from Statista.com, but I did research the FBI uh, website and found that very close statistics here that I'm going to report. Okay. 
So police, it was 395. Citizens, it was 257 in 2007. That pattern of more police shootings than citizens shooting can, uh, started to change uh, on a on a slope, and in 2019, the number of public citizen shootings increased over the number of police shootings. Police shootings went down, citizen shootings went up significantly. For the police, it was 377. For citizens, 421. And in 2022, the last, of course, recorded statistics for the year were police 316 and public citizens 463, the highest wow. of any category since 2007. Wow. So, of course, I don't know why these are uh, or what the details are, but it was just a really interesting uh, statistic, I thought. Oh, sounds like it. Yes. And Sheila, they, where, yes. Where, can, where can our listeners find you? Oh, thank you. If you want, not for justifiable homicide purposes, but <laughs> my, my website, I mean, excuse me, my email is Zeke and Sheila at yahoo.com. Zeke, of course, is my golden retriever. And my email address is Wayne at mindsinking.com. Please give it, drop us a note, drop us a line, yeah. drop us feedback, ask for a verb for us to talk about. Oh, yeah, please. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. Yes. My, I said I had two articles. Yes. My second article was pretty, you know, it was pretty close to four, the four ideas. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about justifying a project through analysis. And I'm like, uh-oh, here we are. We're back at numbers again. Mm. And this this is by Daniel Lindman. And he talks about there's nine. There are nine steps to justifying a project, okay. and guess what number one is? Ooh, analysis. But it's environmental analysis. Ooh. <laughs> and then as I went down the list, I'm looking at, huh? Okay, there's a lot, a lot of analysis here because number, <laughs> okay, that was number one, environmental okay. analysis, which is basically you know all your surroundings and things. Number two, solution proposal. I thought, okay, yeah, you, you have to justify why you want to do this. And then it goes into number three, alternative analysis. Number four, impact analysis. Number five, cost-benefit analysis. Okay. Step six was financial analysis. Step seven was risk analysis. And I'm like, mm. okay, do we have to analyze everything and i, I guess think answers, yes yes <laughs> i think so yeah. and and then step eight was reporting oh and what are we reporting we're reporting the findings the on the analysis <laughs> <laughs> i thought how funny okay and go ahead oh, i was just going to interject in one of the the studies that i read you can uh, this is a person who's an optimist. Use these analyses to uh, as an another opportunity to sell your project. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I defer back to the football game. <laughs> it's, right. It's fourth and two. We're on the ten. <laughs> analysis say, go for it. Don't kick the field goal. <laughs> and if the end justifies the means, as you talked about with Machiavelli, then okay, do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. All right. I, you you know I ha I have to say and I'm I'm sure I've said this many times and I'm sure okay. our listening audience is tired to hear me say this. It is so fun doing this because I learn so much each time um, from just a different perspective of the verb mm -hmm. that I have mm -hmm. never kind of went down that path and yeah. this this is so fun and obviously we are not saying that this is the only thing about justify but absolutely not. These are two two thoughts that we kind of tracked again 
independent of each other and still separate from each other and mm -hmm. still differing because there's many ways to look at many words. Yes. 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 So it and it's and it's fun, obviously, doing it with Sheila. So thank you, Sheila. I'm I'm thank enjoying you, it tremendously. Me too. Me too. His last step number nine is validation. And I I thought, okay, exactly, validate. So you you come up with the numbers, you you look on alternatives, you kind of test the theory, you put it out there, and then you validate. And I'm thinking, well said. And I go back to you. What's next on I, your thank list? you. Next is a true confession, and that is that I have always known of myself that I'm really good at rationalizing. So I looked up rationalize to rationalize versus to justify. Okay. And <laughs> to justify propels you in the logical, reasonable direction. To rationalize uh -huh. is an explanation usually after the fact that amounts to an excuse. Now, my a special directed specialty in rationalization is coming up with a reason why two desserts are a good idea. Mm. <laughs> so I, I like desserts, so I'm listening okay, intently. <laughs> okay. So a fellow named Nathan Al Garrett Novacell in a in a website which I like to call Logical Gymnastics. Okay. Said uh, that a rash rationalizing is defending a decision that is not right and not reasonable, <laughs> like two desserts. Justifying is defending a decision that is right or reasonable, which would be maybe no desserts. <laughs> but um, as I continued down this path, I, I just was really becoming convicted that what I think of as my fun little hobby of rationalization is maybe a slippery slope. And that, uh, oh, so another back to ethics unwrapped uh it said rationalizations are the excuses people give themselves for failure to live up to their own ethical <laughs> standards i thought well now they're getting really mean to me about this <laughs> so i'm not going to give up rationalizing completely but um i'm going to be aware when i'm doing it that uh i mean i've never fooled myself it's never an attempt to fool myself or anyone sure. else it's simply to make it okay to have two desserts so but I'm going to be thinking about it now. I'm not just going to automatically do it. I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to make a commitment to change my behavior other than that. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Okay. okay. I'll think about it as I right. as I as I start to indulge in this first dessert. I'll think about right. this. Yes. 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 And yes. I'm looking at the clock. We are at 26. Okay. 15. So. Well, I'm let's going hear to... your trivia. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was going to I was going to answer the trivia question. Ah, Great minds think alike. How about this? Yes, so, who was the first doctor to perform successfully at that time the right. unprecedented open heart surgery right. in 1893? His wow. name was Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. Okay. And I cuz I because I was a surgical technician on an open heart oh, surgery team for a couple oh, of years. Right. That really interests me and intrigued me. And yeah. the reason he did it was because he he justified, if I don't do this, this person is going to die. Okay. And because wow. it was unprecedented, no one had ever really done it successfully. Um, I understand people had attempted, but he says, mm. I've got to do this. And so mm -hmm. the article I read, about him said he was he was absolutely doing it um, step by step because mm. he had nothing else to do and so he's just like mm. he he was making it happen on the fly. Wow, 
And I will turn it over to you, my friend. Uh, well, we do hope that, um, I know for me, I may or may not be making the world a better, a more positive place by applying the word to justify in my own life, but I will be more aware <laughs> of what I'm doing. <laughs> but we thank you for listening and hope you have received something interesting about this verb. And, um, and Wayne, thank you as always for doing this with me. And thank you, Sheila, for doing this with me. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye-bye. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>